0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to a brand new week. I want to talk to you today about obedience. Uh, When it comes down to it, we're going to answer to God um, for our lives and for how obedient we were to God. All through the Bible, you know, there's scriptures like obedience is better than sacrifice. But um, I want to talk to you today about obedience uh, really in something that I believe will take the pressure off of you. Um, God gives us examples of our faith. So there's people that God puts in our lives, great men of God, women of God who go before us that are great examples. And so we can, um, the Bible even says, be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises, right? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so you can look and you can see where um, people go and what they do to get them there. And so there's a good following that takes place where you see people who have the guts to break away from, like when you have that friend who doesn't care what people think of them, right, and doesn't care if they're popular with people, but all they want to do is serve God. That gives you the courage to say, "Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna imitate that." When you find Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they, and they, and they're willing to die rather than worship this. It would have been easy. I mean, they weren't the only Israelites there. There were a lot of Israelites, but they were the only ones who were called out. So there were people who. You know, whatever, maybe they were under their breath, bowing before this giant statue but saying, you know, God, we really worship you and they're just doing it. But on the outside where these guys said, no, we're drawing the line. And so there's people that we look at as examples to say, if this person, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown's a great example, gets arrested standing up for the constitution, decides we're not we're not backing down. And so then you get emboldened by his boldness. But there is a part of following that can become harmful for obeying the call of God. You know it's meant for all of us. It's it we're meant to hear God's voice for ourselves. The Bible says, "My sheep know my voice, not my pastors." not my apostles, not my special people, one out of a hundred, my sheep. So that means every single child of God should hear the voice of God for themselves. You should be able to get direction for yourself. God does use people to confirm things. There's things, there's times where people have been believing God for things. And man, I just felt like the Lord was telling me double for my trouble. And, and, and then someone came up to me and said, I just feel double for, for your trouble. Right? So there's, God uses people to do that, but you should be able to hear the voice of God for yourself. So what happens, though, is because people don't hear the voice of God for themselves and because of sometimes just outside pressures, people, you know, you look at and you compare yourself to other people and you look at them and you see, man, they're really doing well in this area. And so there's a part of imitation that becomes harmful because it puts pressure on. It's almost like Pastor Rodney tells a story of Smith Wigglesworth. He he read that Smith Wigglesworth would pray, I think it was six hours, four or six hours a day, wake up at four in the morning and pray. And so he's going to do that. Man, I got to be anointed my, like Smith Wigglesworth. So let me wake up at four o'clock in the morning and then he'd pray. And after an hour and a, an hour, he'd be asleep on the couch and then he'd be beating himself up because he couldn't. He couldn't do it. And after trying that for like a week, the Lord is like, hey, that was my relationship with Smith. You do what I've called you to do. And so God has a relationship for all of us. And so what God requires from us is obedience. John chapter five, and I'm going to read, this is Jesus talking. And um, he says here, uh, verse 16, and therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered and said, my father works hitherto and I work. Verse 18, this made the Jews more determined than ever to kill him, to do away with him, because he not only was breaking um, the Sabbath, but he actually was speaking of God as in being his own father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, the son is able to do nothing of himself, of his own accord. Any doctrine that says, yeah, Jesus could do those miracles because, you know, he was God. He said, I can do nothing of myself. He didn't come down. He was God, but he didn't come down and use his deity. His He didn't use his omnipotence. While he was on the earth, he was relegated to a human body and to the anointing and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So he didn't use his deity. He said, "I can do nothing of myself." If he was, if he was, he didn't use his omnipotence. He didn't use his omnipresence. He wasn't everywhere at once, right? And so you can see that uh, through the scripture. But he's able to do only. He says the Son is able to do nothing of himself, of his own accord. But he is able able to do only what he sees the father doing for whatever the father does is what the son does in the same way in his turn. You know, that's such a key to life and to ministry, whether you're called to ministry or, or just as a born again believer is do whatever the Lord tells you to do. There's things in each of our lives that the Lord is speaking to us. There's words that the Holy Ghost will put on the inside of our hearts. There's, there's, there's things, specific directions for our life. There's also specific directions for everyone else's life. And so you have to follow the direction for, for, for your life. You can't follow the direction for everyone else's life. If it's in the Bible, follow it. But if it's things that aren't really in the Bible, you can't just, you can't just pick up things and cause you'll find yourself stressed out. Like, let's just use uh, practical things like reading the Bible, right? So I, I have a daily habit of reading the Bible. We know the Bible says, the Lord says, meditate in the word day and night and you'll have good success. But it doesn't tell you times. It doesn't say, you know, what time of the day besides day and night. It doesn't tell you for how long. It doesn't tell you you need to be on a reading plan. It doesn't tell you that. You know, the Bible says, pray when you pray. So we know we should pray. And, and if it's a relationship, I would say you should pray every day. King David said he praised the Lord, I think it was six times a day, right? When I, He talks about praying at midnight. You know, I don't pray at midnight. I sleep at midnight. But King David prayed at midnight. But if you took that as a way of saying, oh, you know, everyone's supposed to pray at midnight, that's when you get into religion. And so those things, we know they're good things, but they can become bondage for people because, oh, Pastor Ryan does this for 30 minutes a day. He does this for 30 minutes a day. You know, I also run five miles three times a week. And not everyone does that. You know, you could get, you can create almost a doctrine out of anything. And so you have to be able to look and say, what is the Lord putting on my heart? Because the Lord will have you. If it's all just about, okay, I've, I've, I've checked my check mark. I'm following, you know, you should have a time that you read the word. You should have a time that you pray, talk to the Lord, but prayer is a constant conversation. So if you don't, if you, if you have a day where you don't, you're not able to pray things, you know, you, the, the, the schedule's funny or you oversleep by mistake, people can get into bondage and can beat themselves up because of things like that, where it's not to be lazy, but it's to let the Lord lead you. The Lord may lead you. Hey, fast, fast for a week. And I haven't talked about fasting. You know, I haven't fasted for a week in a, couple, a year or two years. I don't know how long it's been. I did a nine day fast in in October. Maybe it was November. It was October, November of 2019, 2018, sorry. And that's the last longest fast that I've done. I didn't do a 30-day fast. I didn't do a 40-day fast. I didn't do a 20-day fast to start the year. Some people do, and that's their thing. And maybe there'll be a time where the Lord will speak to me about that. But He hasn't yet. I'm, I know I'm willing. If, he woke, if I woke up tomorrow and the Lord said, fast, I'll fast. My life belongs to the Lord. I say that with all honesty, I'm yielded. If he tells me don't eat for 20 days, starting tomorrow, then I won't. I'm willing to give up anything at any time. There's been meals. There's been times where he just says, skip a meal. I'll wake up. Hey, don't eat today. And I do it. I've done that along the way. And you know, that's been a common thread in my life, but that's not anything actually anyone told me to do. No one told me to fast one day a week, but the Lord did. And then a few, a little while ago, the Lord said, take six hours one day and pray. No one told me to do that, but the Lord told me. And so I did that. And so the, the Lord is looking for obedience. I want you to see in Hebrews chapter 5, and verse 8, it says, though he was a son, although he was a son, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. You know, God will require things of you that are, that are difficult. Why? Because obedience causes you to grow closer to him. He wants to see. He'll, you know, in giving as well, he'll require you obedience. Hey, give that watch. Man, I love this watch. This is like an alabaster box. That's why I want it. I want you to give that to me. But then there's times where people are like, you know, they're emptying out their bank account. And you're like, man, the Lord hasn't told me to do that. Well, if he has, would you? If the answer is yes, then don't worry. You're not that person. Let the Lord deal with you. Money's a money's a heart thing. So people that love money... People who have a love for money, the Lord's going to have to require more things of them. You know, how come I see other people going down to the altar and crying, putting things on the altar. Why do I feel, you know, I feel like there's nothing I have that would make me cry. <laughs> Lord, my life is yours. Lord, if you want the house, you can have the house. You know, you compare yourself and you can get yourself into bondage. You can get yourself to like, is it what's wrong with me? But obedience is the most important thing. Pastor Rodney says this all the time. Get up and just do exactly what the Lord tells you to do. We know that the Bible says to be a soul winner. So we don't need the Lord to tell us, okay, you know, go win souls. I mean, he could direct you, but you should be winning souls just out of obedience to the Bible. You should be reading the word out of obedience to the Bible, but how long you read, you know, you may read four or five hours in a day, and then you may have a day where you just don't have the time and you have a few minutes to poke in the Bible. And you know, I know that's crazy because I've been the one to say, especially for young people. I think the discipline is so important. So I think it's a good thing to to find time to make time out of a discipline. I believe you show the Lord, Lord, I love you. But the Lord, if you if you only do it as a checklist of like this is what I've been told to do, you you'll never you you're and not you know by my pastor. Which it's it's good to do that. I think if you know it's good to do that. So I don't want you to oh, Pastor Ryan said I don't need my reading plan. That's not what I'm saying. But be open to the Lord to say, Lord, is there anything I can change? Do you require more of me? Are you happy with me? You know, is this? I make sure I'm in the Word every day. But there's some days I read four, three hours, two hours, as much as time I can squeeze. My my son's napping, and I'm squeezing in 45 minutes of reading, right? But it's obedience. Do what the Lord says do what the Lord says. You know, the Bible says that when we stand before him, we want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. You're only going to answer for what he asked you to do. So someone else may be doing something else and you may look and be like, how come he's getting to do these mass crusades? And I'm not, well, maybe the Lord didn't call you to do that. You're going to answer for the level of obedience for what you were called to do. What did you do with that? And that really should take the pressure off because you are God's servant. You know, if I had two servants here in my house, in South Africa, we have maids. It's a common thing. If you're, you know, you have maids or you have a maid. So we had a part-time maid when I was growing up. We weren't rich. We were a single mom, but you just, you have a maid, right? But what, what do they do? They have, they do what the person employing them tells them to do. I'm not, she's not responsible to anybody else, but to the person employing her. It's the same thing for us. We're not responsible to anybody else, but to God. What did, what, oh, you know, you're supposed to do this. You know, we expected you to do this. It's like for me, when I came out of Bible school, I I expected to be in the ministry because I knew it was called the ministry and God put me in business for 10 years. And people were off, you know, I'd go on pictures of, I remember going on Facebook and someone posted like a class picture and they're like, look at this group of graduates, I wonder how many people are actually serving the Lord. It's, or I wonder how many people are actually in ministry like they're supposed to be, you know? And then it's like, man, I'm in business, but I feel like this is what I'm supposed to, but you can, you can beat yourself up. Yeah. I'm not preaching. One of the guys who graduated from my, my graduating class was doing mass crusades in other countries. Um, Actually, I think in between his second and third year. So when he graduated, he was just off to the races. And then there we were like, um, we don't, you know, no churches are calling. No one's asking us to preach. I got hired on at the ministry and I was there for like a year. And then I went into sales and I was in sales for 12 years. You know, talk about feeling like you're out of the will of God. Lord, I went to Bible school. You know, at some point, I remember it was actually 2013, it dawned on me, I'm not out of God's will. If he told me to leave, I'm willing to leave, but he has me here. That means this is a stepping stone for what's next. So I'm not going to demean this. This is me being obedient to God. This is me growing up. This is me maturing. So often you can compare and look at other people and why are they so far ahead of me? You're not going to answer for how far ahead you, or how far behind you finished. You're going to answer for, did you run the course God gave you to run? So ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything in my life I need to change? Is there any areas I've gotten in bondage? Is there any areas where, where it's taken the joy out of my relationship with you? Lord, what do you want me to do? The time, my time with you. And for some of you, it may be that you've fallen off from your disciplines and you need to get back on. And the Lord will say, hey, I, you know, there's some new ones I want you to put on. I want fasting to be a part of what you do. That may be, but are you willing? Because when you said, God, I give you my life, you said, I give you 24 hours of every day. I belong to you. Direct me. And as long as you're able to be directed by God, that if he calls on you, you'll answer. Those things might be difficult. You know, there was a time I remember I was getting ready to go to a, an impact with Pastor Alan at his house. And I like make this dinner and I'm about to sit down and eat this dinner before impact. And as I sit down with my knife and fork, after I've cooked this meal, I sit down. This was before I was married. I felt the Lord say, skip this meal in preparation for the meeting to receive. And I was like, I'm about, I'm like about to bite, right? I'm like, you couldn't, Lord, you couldn't have told me before I cooked this thing. And you know what? I I didn't obey. I, I, I didn't obey. I ate. I brushed it off and I ate. I remember getting there and like being so full that I couldn't receive. Like two hours in, I finally got back to the neutral where I could like start entering in. You just, sometimes you eat so much that you can just can't receive. And I remember realizing that was the Lord's way of saying, is our, is my presence worth you skip an empty stomach? One bite away, not like, hey, don't cook this. I wish you would have told me 20 minutes before when I started cooking. But no, it was right there when I was about to eat. But that's what it does. You learn obedience to the things you suffer. And, you know, thankfully since then, the Lord's spoken and I've obeyed. I've skipped meals. I've fasted. I've done what He's told me to do, but I learned a lesson that day. And so are you willing to obey? Obedience is better than sacrifice, but obedience is also better than just imitation. We're We're called to follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises, but we're also called to listen to the voice of God for ourselves. If it's written in the word, do it. But for those things where you need specific direction, ask the Lord. My sheep know my voice. God wants to lead you, He wants to bring you a place of joy and freedom in serving Him. And ultimately, He wants you to be able to He wants to be able to say to you, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. I love you. God bless you. See you on the next podcast.